0: fm to get started he's defeated ninjas assassins mobsters street thugs the hand bullseye the kingpin twice yes daredevil even survived having a building dropped on him and yet he was no match for a company whose original business model was to rent dvds through the mail yes daredevil may be the man without fear but unfortunately he's now the man without a show marvel tv weekly starts now you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Oh, yes, that's right. Some heads are going to roll. And unfortunately, it's uh, all of our Netflix friends in the Marvel Universe. Welcome to Marvel TV Weekly. I am Christian Blatt, joined as I am every single week by the one and only Zia Anderson, Zia Landerson.
1: Zia
2: Landerson.
0: And uh, we have a special guest in studio. Uh, thank you for joining us, Mark Hughes of thank Forbes. You for me. And uh, also, I, I already forgot the other, I meant to write down the other thing and then I didn't have Superhero anything. News. That's what With it was. Sean I, I knew I was going to say it wrong, so i just throw it to you for that. Uh, yes, and uh, you wrote a, a very interesting piece about the cancellation of Daredevil. And so we'll kind of talk about all of these uh, Netflix cancellations but uh, that is the uh, big news since our last show which by the way you may have missed our last show because it was on a Tuesday I interviewed Amy Rutberg who plays Marcy on Daredevil sorry played Marcy on Daredevil and at that point there there was Uh. a lot there was a lot of hope uh, and excitement for the possible season 4 the day before Eric Olson the showrunner had pitched season 4 to Netflix and she told me off the air which now I can say everybody felt like there was a solid 50-50 chance that the show was going to come back. And uh, that is uh, not the way it happened, unfortunately. We found out just a couple days later. But if you'd like to see that interview, go ahead and look for the archive here on AfterBuzz, the sci-fi superheroes uh, channel. Uh, But, so that was the big news. Uh, Daredevil getting cancelled. I think, Zia, we all thought it could very well happen, especially after both Iron Fist and Luke Cage. I think... Maybe it was just because I had just talked to Amy slash Marcy, you know, the day before. I, I The timing surprised me a little bit. Did you, did you think that maybe it was going to take a little while before they decided? Because to get pitched and then it's gone the next day, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm wondering if it's partially because... I'm sure this had nothing to do with their decision-making process, but the fact that they didn't want them to go through the process of writing the entire show and really getting that far into the process of it and being like, no, actually, we're not going to pick up a a fourth season.
0: Well, I I don't know how much... They would care about that. And let me ask you, Mark, um, my understanding is that Luke Cage's writer's room was actually pretty far along and had written scripts for season three. Um, I've heard that somewhere. Let's just put it that way. Uh, And I know for a fact, though, that this Daredevil writer's room was open and they had broken the season and, uh, you know, to help Eric be able to pitch it. uh, So they all had jobs. They went in that day and then they were told that, you know, so... I mean, I, I don't know if you even know. I, I would assume, like Marvel Studios, kind of foots the bill on stuff like that, with the idea, like, yeah, you guys will probably come back. Sure, we'll we'll bring you on for a couple weeks. Or uh, did you have? Uh, did that come up in any of your research in writing about this? Uh, you mean in terms of having some having writers actually working and and breaking
1: the stories before Netflix had actually renewed the show? Yeah, I think what I think what happens is it's important to remember there's a lot of uh, inertia. When it comes to making TV and when it comes to making movies. And so there's a lot of pieces that are still kind of moving. Like after Disney bought Fox, for example, there were a lot of projects that realistically, when the deal went through, were going to end up not being made, perhaps. But you don't just stop on the assumption that a year from now another company's taking over. So people continue to work as if there's a future until they find out there's not. Sure. And uh, I think a lot of people probably felt like there was maybe there's a chance that you know things will go that it'll it'll work out but honestly looking at the tea leaves for the last few weeks i've been pretty certain that this is the direction it was going to go and i'm pretty sure that you know i think i don't think i'm shocking anybody to say there's not there's unless something really significant changes we're not going to see a season another a new season of jessica jones after next year it'll be the last season the punisher that's going to be the last season and the Netflix Marvel shows are going to stop. They're, yeah. So even though they haven't announced that yet and there might be people that are still kind of like, well, technically we haven't heard there's not going to be season four. So maybe we'll, you know, do, continue working until we find out we shouldn't continue working. But I think enough of the, the dominoes have fallen that now everyone pretty much knows for sure where this is headed. So I don't think that'll happen again where you'll have anyone you know working and working on episodes and planning a season 4 and a season 5 of anything under the assumption that it's really going forward.
0: Yeah, I think at this point the expectation would be, you know, n- nobody nobody writes a word for season 4 of Jessica Jones unless somehow for some reason they decide that that's the one they want to bring back.
1: Yeah. I don't or, think they're trying I think they're trying not to waste anybody's yeah, time and yeah, so right. as soon as they can, you know, they're kind of, they're they're going ahead. I actually thought because of the reaction from the announcement about Iron Fist and Luke Cage, I thought they're not going to make the Daredevil announcement. It's, you know, the the season three had got such strong positive reaction, and they've got two more shows coming. I thought they were maybe going, hmm, the reaction was so negative, and people are so worried. Maybe we'll just save it, and then after the new year, or after even Jessica Jones season three premieres, then we'll announce that we're not going to do Daredevil I didn't expect it to come as quickly as it did. That caught me off guard. I thought it was going to be after the new year, so I was not looking at it right. I, I thought it was a, several weeks away before the official word was going to come down.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it comes down to, uh, you know, thanks for pitching a season four, you know, giving them the courtesy of at least the, the attempt, you know, because they certainly they probably had their mind made up. I was like, sure, let's let's see what he has planned and uh you know the the writers from the room obviously they're a little biased but they said that they you know people would have been so excited about what they had planned uh but uh, i get yeah it, it just the idea of wasting everybody's
1: time uh, i believe them by the way cuz <laughs> uh Everything that the work that they've done so far, I I completely believe that everyone would was probably blown away by what they pitched in the room. Yeah. So and I have no idea what it was. Right. Yeah. No. Just I, kudos to the work that they've already done.
0: Right. Exactly. I mean the, the 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 quality was there, and it's just you know I liked all three seasons of Daredevil. You know, I to varying degrees, I, I like all the seasons of everything. I'm on the short list that uh, I liked both seasons of Iron Fist, and I I I really enjoy all these shows and. Uh, Yeah, I was uh, just expecting more uh, and uh, thinking they'd be great. Now, one of the interesting things is that in the announcement, Marvel kind of promises more Daredevil adventures, which I think people take to mean okay, so that show's going to end up somewhere else. But I'm just like, no, they're like, okay, well, now we can make a Daredevil movie. You know, we couldn't make a Daredevil movie after the Ben Affleck one, but now that we've had this show, let's sit on, you know, you got to wait a few years. But, uh, you know, the idea of doing a a Daredevil movie, uh, I don't know, do you think that, uh, is that more likely what you think they're talking about, Zia?
2: That's kind of what I was thinking, or maybe an appearance in movies. Um, I was thinking something along those lines. I can't remember if this was just a comment that I read or if it was an article I read because I feel like I've been reading so many, um, that somebody mentioned recasting. They would do that if they recasted.
0: Well, yeah, I think that if they did a movie, they wouldn't have Charlie Cox play Daredevil. They, I would, would, be really, they would probably get a movie star.
2: I would be really disappointed. I would love to see Charlie Cox be Daredevil. He's movie. great. I yeah. think he's fantastic, and I think that it would bring already the audience of people who loved him as Daredevil, and plus a new audience of being like, well, we're just going to go see the next Marvel movie.
0: Right yeah I, I don't know what do you think uh, what do you
1: think Mark do you uh, think that I hate to be I hate to to disappoint people who are hoping that it points toward the show continuing or the right. movie but my understanding at this point is that Daredevil we're probably going to see Daredevil for example show up in the Punisher series mm-hmm. he might make an appearance there I'm not yeah. not for certain but that's that could be what they're talking about right and, and- it could
0: also have already been shot you Yeah, know, I think they might have finished the Punisher that's my understanding yeah, they- so yeah. yeah
1: they could be like yeah you'll see him again because we yes. already shot it, yeah, that's true. I, I, that. I'm under the impression that's what it is, and okay. just kind of generally, they're also talking about the fact that they're going to continue hosting the seasons that are already there. Yeah, Netflix isn't just going to like pull them off the air and be like, "No, you don't get to watch them anymore." No, because they spend. You still get to see they, them. They because, right. spend an obscene you know, amount,
0: amount of very money proud on them. Of them yeah, so. yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about the uh, the piece that uh, brought to my attention the idea of uh, having you here. And you know, if you hadn't been available, I would have really leaned. Up- <laughs> leaned heavily on this article anyway thank you
1: for having me on i should meant to say that at the start of the oh show. <laughs> sure
0: uh and uh that piece is called the real reasons plural netflix is canceling the marvel shows now as soon as this happens it's the same thing that happened after iron fist and then luke cage is the idea like oh yeah well disney wants to save these shows for disney plus and what i said back then i also said last week was you know these are produced for Netflix it's a really complicated deal you know it's it's like you know taking a network show from CBS and moving it to ABC or any any variation on that you know you can do it but there's a lot of moving parts and there's usually more money involved than anybody wants to spend. So I, I didn't see that happening, but, uh, let's just start off with, you know, some of, we'll go through all the reasons cause okay. it's an hour show. <laughs> so what, uh, what do you think is the, is, is the starting point, the kind of the most important reason to first start with as to why Netflix is canceling these shows?
1: Uh, I think if I had to say, I would say, uh, everyone's pointing at Disney Plus as the primary reason. And it's certainly a big deal that, you know, Disney, with the movies, they wanted to get everything back in-house. They didn't want other, stu- other studios distributing their stuff. They want to distribute. They want to make it, distribute it. It's just them and the consumer. That's what they want. And I respect that. Uh, and But, you know, they have the deal with Netflix. And so I think it was assumed that now that disney is going to have their own service they're not going to want to continue making the stuff and from netflix's standpoint well why continue putting shows on the air that are essentially promoting the brand of a competing service so for both of them it was kind of a a moment when i think their own uh what they wanted and expected is kind of converging for both of them that disney wants all their stuff under their own control and netflix doesn't want to be spending you know i mean daredevil's like 40 to about 40 40 to 45 million dollars a season yeah you know they're spending three to three and a half million dollars per episode on these shows so when you think about putting that kind of money into a series if you're netflix and you've got millar world which has i mean there's some really terrific stuff that's going to come from the the deal that they have with mark millar they're going to have their own shared universe of characters and stuff uh so I think, honestly, the primary motivation for Netflix was people who are watching these Netflix Marvel shows are also watching stuff like BoJack Horseman or you know uh, Haunting of Hill House. Those viewers are going to be there, and the Marvel shows aren't keeping a notable, like a big group of people who otherwise don't watch Netflix but just watch those shows. So if you're Netflix, put that money into other original content and IPs that you have more control over – From a partner who, you know, with Marvel, I don't think that it's an animosity thing, but I think just realistically, Marvel's going to have their own service, they're putting all their content on there, so make stuff that's closer that you have in your own pocket instead of something for them, and you know they'd want it, they'd rather have that stuff back and do it all themselves anyway, so it's kind of best for both parties so just that it was a convergence of those things i think
0: yeah and for netflix in what 3 years ago when daredevil premiered that was a little bit of a draw like hey we have we're going to have all of these marvel shows you know Obviously, there was a lot of original content already in 2015, but it's, it's nothing compared to the way it is now. It's just people will talk about Netflix shows that yes. you've never even heard of. There's a, there was a fake commercial about it last night on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because Claire Foy from The Crown was on, and they just just you know it just that it, I think that the goal was in the, the joke fake commercial was that the scroll, where you're looking through all the new shows, would be never-ending because by the time you got to the end of it, there would be new shows so that it was just basically to infinity. And Obviously, it's very funny, but you're like, yeah, that's kind of about right. Because if you, like, just look at what they recommend you watch and, like, what is any of this stuff? It could all yeah. be great. You know, even if half of it's great, you're like, I don't have time to watch it. But even in 2015, you know, there, there was a little bit more. But to have, like, a big, like, you know, we're doing this stuff with Marvel – I already had Netflix, but I was very excited to know that it was going to be coming there. Uh, What about you, Zia? Is this, uh, you know, let's just say you weren't doing shows where you talk about all the Marvel shows. You know, would you have jumped in on Netflix for these, or you had it anyway, right?
2: I had it anyway. I'm just wondering. Not just for Sabrina
0: the Teenage Witch? Not just for (laughs) Sabrina
2: the Teenage Witch. No. I mean, I had Netflix since you were getting it for DVDs to be right. sent to you. That's when I sure. had yeah. Netflix, yeah. So Which, you, by the way, agree. you can
0: still do. You can people still do People just don't that. realize it. Yeah, yeah. It's just,
2: but why would you? It's well, because so there's a
0: lot of stuff that's not on the streaming service. But anyway, ah. yeah, so that's actually what I And
2: Blockbuster is dead. I used to go there, too. Don't judge me. Okay, Um. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I I, I was a, you know, a Netflix, and I want to have Netflix. I just, I wonder if that's going to split the audience, at least a little bit, of people that, have, that want both that have Netflix, and want the Disney Plus service but can't afford to have both. So they kind of have to choose one or the other and they have to weigh that, like, am I a bigger Marvel fan or do I want more of what Netflix has? Because it's, you know... Yeah, it but gets I mean, expensive. It,
0: it, it definitely it adds up, you know, and it's so funny because of the idea of, you know, everybody wanted to, you know, cut cords and not pay cable bills anymore. But if you have all these streaming services, you're you're spending more. You're spending and more. If you're me and you also have cable, then, you know, it's just uh, <laughs> before you know it, you're just like, yeah, look at all of it. And uh, yeah, and it's it's. Look, there's great content on Hulu, including The Runaways, which, which we'll I talk about a little bit later. Also
2: have, by yeah. the way. And I, I, it's like I have
0: Amazon Prime because I want the free I also shipping. Also have that, and and <laughs> they throw it in with the yep. free shipping. Yep. So it's like, yeah, these, are, but they all have shows that I'm like, well, I mean, you know, honestly, Amazon Prime is probably the one where I'm like, I could probably, I'd, I'd get by without some of those shows. But I'm
2: gonna need to go back and rewatch Doctor <laughs> Who every so often. Yeah, so I but need that's it all right.
0: That. You know, you can, yeah, there, there you go. So that's a good reason, but. They, yeah. There's a little bit of a reason for everything, you know, and then it's like, oh yeah, you know, that's great that Disney Plus is going to have Star Wars. Oh, but there's going to be multiple Star Trek series on CBS All Access. Yeah. So there, you know, everybody's, you know, putting something out there that they know is going to want to get
1: you in. But right? I think, I think there's there's something that's going on is uh, you're, when you talk about like, well, there's the CBS as well, and there's the Amazon. Amazon, CBS, Hulu, Netflix. I Netflix, if people are making that choice about like which streaming service, like, okay, I want Disney Plus, but I've got to drop something. Netflix is not going to be the first choice that most people drop, I don't think, because you're talking about a subscriber base that is enormous. Yeah. Their, their worldwide subscriber base is ridiculously large. Yeah. So when you've got over 100 million worldwide subscribers, uh, if they lose i don't even i'll be shocked if they even lose a few million people when disney starts up i won't be shocked if hulu and amazon and others take a bigger hit i don't think it'll be enough to knock any of those out but i think it'll be more than people are expecting uh at the moment right and it would probably can't cut netflix you could (laughs) see
0: a little bit more of a of a direct correlation for some of the smaller ones like like a new one, like the d c universe that you know people have for a, you know a couple of shows, yeah, they can also read comic books on that, but you could see that that would be a fan base that's like oh yeah, I know i want I want these these new Marvel shows, you know, and so i won't get i I won't renew the d c one so
2: see, I want d c just to watch that new Titan show. But I'm not going to get it because just the tra- to watch the because new the trailer was so
0: amazing, and you were impressed by how awesome it was going to hey, be. So much better than you think I, it's yeah, going to be. I thought it had. <laughs> I thought
2: it had a lot of potential. I I, I, th- I was excited to watch I, it. I'll
0: tell you the, 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 the Like a, I'm like a I'm like a little kid. Here's how I've decided. Marvel that TV if,
1: people are going crazy right now. Like, Why are they talking about Titans? right. We'll know. talk
0: because yeah. we love
3: everything. Well, no, I usually I it. do. Actually, sometimes I'll,
0: I'll, I'll badmouth some some things that I didn't like from the DC universe, and uh, and I don't mean the streaming service. I mean extended cinematic, and then people get mad that it's like, why are you trashing? them? because like, I didn't like it. You know? I'm <laughs> on, I'm on the show where I don't have to pretend to that I like Batman vs Superman so much that I need to see it three times. But anyway, um, so yeah, there's all these services, and then the the Disney Plus. You know, and they they're very specific even now, like almost a year out from it launching, they want you to know it's gonna be less than Netflix. And what I've heard is a price point I think of five ninety nine. Yeah, six uh, bucks is red. Yeah, which you're like that's are not bad. You're like, that's yeah. not so bad. And that's, that's smart. Bad. Because you know, a year later, maybe it's eight ninety nine. But you know, yeah. to get people in early, that doesn't really sound that bad. So, uh, so that is, so it is a factor, but not in the way that people initially think. Like, well, these shows are going to go onto Disney plus. I feel like that's very unlikely to happen. And you know, we were yeah. we were talking beforehand that there's also the theory that well, you know, uh, Disney has a majority share, I think, in Hulu now. Yes. Uh, So couldn't those shows go on over there? What do you say to people who are hopeful of that, Mark?
1: I don't think it's going to happen. I I don't think that there is... I want to be... I'm not saying I heard this isn't happening, but of course I'm not going to be disingenuous and pretend that I haven't heard anything or that there's not clear signals around. And right now my understanding is... Uh, and everything I've been led to believe is these shows are ending. This you you had the shows and they're gonna, they're going to be brought to conclusions and it's done and that's it. And uh, you're not going to see these iterations of the shows picked up and taken somewhere else. So that's my understanding of it. I don't expect it to show up on Hulu. I think they have so much content uh, that they haven't developed into live action that Marvel is going to be bringing when you're going to have a Loki TV series and, yeah. you know, a Black Widow TV series and, and a Winter and the, Soldier yeah, TV Scarlet series. Witch. Yeah, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. You're, what's, you know, uh, <laughs> there, I, I, I love these shows. I mean, obviously, I, I've i written about it. At yeah. Forbes. I've called them the gold. The Netflix shows are the gold standard of live action superhero TV shows. They're as good as it gets in that regard. They're just fantastic. Uh, but I don't think that Marvel, they've got so much else they're doing. It's just like, look, we know how good those are. They already exist. They had their run. There's, you know, we were yeah. talking before the show, 146 hours of content that's there. It will still be there. You can go watch it. Uh, but those view, those numbers, they were still strong, but they were declining season to season. Uh, and it wasn't in substantial declines. So would you pick up a show that viewership had been steadily declining like that and then move it over and continue to pump $40 million a season into it? I think that they're going to say that's money we will put into developing some other new programs perhaps. So. I don't I don't think that these shows we're going to see these characters in this version with these creative teams right. and actors again.
0: And one of the reasons I liked your piece is that you agreed with what I was saying uh, <laughs> over the last couple of weeks, which is the idea that Netflix is like You know, I I lowballed it. It's 146 hours. I was like, look, we have 100 hours. But see, we have 146 hours, which you did the math in the Forbes piece. It's between 8,500 and 8,800 minutes, depending on how many episodes we get of Punisher and Jessica Jones uh, next year. Uh, So, yeah, so more than 8,000 minutes regardless. And they're like, yeah, we have plenty of Marvel superhero stuff that people are going to find next year, five years from now, ten years from now. You know, we have it already. What difference is it going to make if there's, I don't know, 26 more episodes total? You know, uh, like how many more were they ultimately going to do? You know, because of how expensive it was. And they got great tax breaks. I was reading it, I don't think this was your piece, but I was reading that they actually changed something in the, 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 the filming Mm -hmm. code tax break specifically for these Marvel shows. So, you know, they were very accommodating. And I I think that it's still that expensive though. So it's like, what are we spending the money for? Uh, You know, let's, let's, let's develop the next stranger things. The next thing that people are talking about in that way, you know? So uh, I completely understand that, you know, that uh, uh, as much as I love the shows and I want to see them more, I, I just felt like from a business standpoint, uh, which would be why this is in Forbes is sort of the the business approach of like why would we spend the money on it uh Zia what are people saying in the chat do they are they are they uh do they like the tone we're taking that uh sorry <laughs> you're not going to see these ever again or they think like but but but
2: I mean, pretty much everyone's been kind of thinking along the same the same lines. Right. Honestly, um, I w- I'm going to just bring this back to DC just for one minute because <laughs> Ivan said this. Do so
1: at your peril. He
2: said Titan Rocks. He said marketing screwed Titans. The actual show is good.
1: <laughs> the show is the show is very good. If you like the t- I think if you like the the 80s Teen Titans comic, then you're going to like the show. It's very I mean, it's so it's like that people that, like Marv that. Wolfman era of yes. the Teen Titans. The, yeah, the what Wolfman I was going to say before era, is because it's, I, it's very it's pretty
3: good.
0: I approached it like like a Child, uh, I Asked For It For Christmas. So if I get the uh, DC (laughs) Universe, then I'll I'll watch it then. There you go. Anyway. Um, Yeah, but
2: pretty much everyone is kind of along those same lines. Ghost 8386 says Streaming Wars, which is (laughs) ultimately what that's going to end up being. Yeah. that's more Titan stuff. Well,
0: and, and you know, I mean, I, I don't know how much you've uh, written about this, but, uh, you know, when you start streamlining it like this, look, we all know that there are ways to see this content without paying for it. What I do know is that uh, because of the nature of the way that Star Trek Discovery was rolled out on CBS All Access, they were a lot more diligent about having those... They would search out those links and things. Not that you couldn't still find it, but... from what I was told by people who did it, see, because I work here, I didn't have to pay for CBSL access because I do Star Trek Weekly. So I I didn't have that problem. But I understand that people look to cut corners, which I'm never in favor of because of just the amount of money it takes to create good content and all the people involved. But look, I understand that it happens. And when you streamline it, like or not the opposite of streamline, when you're so fragmented and there's all these services, I feel like the demand for piracy will increase that much and how much concern there must be for all these streaming services, like, yeah man, they're just gonna probably try and steal what we're we're working so hard and spending all this money on.
1: Well, I think uh, what something to keep in mind is how much it costs for you to watch these shows, how much do you pay for internet each month? What your just for internet your, what's your It's
0: a good question because it's it because I have cable, it's bundled, but I think it's
1: fifty dollars, but I'm actually not sure.
2: I think I pay either Fifty to eighty. Yeah, I know. I pay for the good internet.
1: Yeah. So everybody that has internet's paying for it by the month, and a lot of people are paying. Like you know, you go down south. My family lives down south, and you really get skewered and it's you're screwed over because so much of it's rural. They can they charge a lot more for access. Ah. It's in the best interest. All these streaming services and you know come we're talking about multi billion dollar industries, all using it. It's in everyone's interest who relies on the internet to to make money for to get internet turned into a public like a publicly owned thing right that you don't pay for access to anymore. Cities and I think it's going to start happening relatively soon. You're going to see the big cities on the coast first and you're going to see states they're going to start putting up towers and providing free internet. You're going to have Wi-Fi and then you'll just So you won't have to pay for your Wi-Fi anymore. I think that's coming uh, relatively soon, by which I mean like the next five to 10 years. So I think while the the stuff with the streaming service is fighting, the consumers are all going to have, eventually are going to have an extra like 25 to 30 bucks a month in their pocket when they're not paying for internet anymore. And everyone who relies on streaming or internet and wants people to have access to it, it's in their interest to lobby Congress and to lobby the states to make this happen. And they outnumber... And I think can out, I mean, especially with the mergers with like AT&T, they're not just in the business of providing you internet anymore. They're in the interest of providing you what you're getting over the internet. And they can get you to spend a lot more money if they stop charging you for the internet. Right. So that you can spend it on all the other crap (laughs) that they want you to buy, right? I mean, let's be honest. Well,
0: talking about uh, the internet and uh, all the different networks out there, let's take a moment for a very important message from our friend Zia Anderson.
2: Hey AfterBuzzers, our network produces after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows from dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more. There is no network that works harder to serve television fans, but we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that is tailor-made for you and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, do not be because they're optional and you can turn them off. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel, right now, right now, guys, um, and uh, check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments, and we'll thank you on air. For now, thank you for being the best fans and for helping <laughs> us be the ESPN of TV talk.
0: And if someone subscribes to this channel <laughs> on AfterBuzz, then they could very well see Zia on the Doctor Who After Show yeah. and the Sabrina yeah. After Show. Sabrina after although show. I think that's ended now, right?
2: Um, Tomorrow is our last episode, and then there's a Christmas special, although I'm not sure exactly when we're going to be doing that one, but I will let everyone know.
0: Oh, that must be nice, a show that does a Christmas special. That does a Christmas special, (laughs) not a New uh... Year's one, yeah. Uh, So, uh, you know, you touched briefly on the Mark Millar universe, and he, you know, to maybe more casual, you know, comic book, you know, uh, consumers in terms of watching movies and things, he's the guy who created Kick-Ass. Now, Kick-Ass would not be part of that because, obviously, that's already been licensed. But um, he has all these properties. So I think that's sort of, you know, other people are talking about it, but it's a big deal. They're like, yeah, yeah, we have this already. We're going to develop that. We're going to cultivate that. People are going to be excited about that. And people aren't going to forget about these Marvel Netflix shows, but uh, you're going to distract them so that they stop thinking about them for a minute, you know?
1: Yeah, there's... I mean, with Mark Millar and... I don't know Mark Millar, so and he didn't pay me to say nice yeah. things about him because there's always people that call me a shill. The last few days, I've been getting called a Marvel shill and a Disney shill at the same time, yeah. and people that are angry about. Is it because you said articles. you
2: liked Iron Fist both seasons? No,
1: no, I got some hate for that too, but that was completely Look, different. Hate. You gave this it, a, is, you gave uh, season one a
0: B. That's not like you said you loved it. It's no, just uh, you know. Yeah, but, but I
2: was with you on yeah. that. I love that you wrote that. By the way, how Thank much you. you how much you just sort of praised the entire shows in general because people hated so much on certain shows and I thought that they were all really good and enjoyable so I like that you you know yeah yeah. Uh,
0: so uh, but so the uh, so you're not a shill for Mark Millar
1: yeah I'm not a shill for Mark Millar but now I'm in a shill for Mark Millar Uh, (laughs) I mean he's one of the great modern comic book writers he's really has a great original ideas and unique ideas and I know that you know when if you've got a deal with Mark Millar and you're developing multiple series based on his content and he's because Netflix is putting, you know, they're doing comics that they're releasing comics for these shows and then also the shows. So they're going to it's going to be based in comics and then he's going to do additional content. So he's going to keep creating new things for them and they're going to get TV shows. They're going to get movies. So uh, I think that they're looking at it as, look, we have a really large base of subscribers now a lot of those people watch the Marvel shows but they also like our other shows like Ultra Carbon and other things so that viewership overlap with things like that and you know uh, Haunting of Hill House which is just mind-bogglingly good Ah. Uh, they're gonna now they've got this Mark Millar stuff if I was Netflix I'd feel pretty confident that yeah you know it, it sucks to not have those shows be made anymore and to lose those people and a lot of people who made terrific Marvel programs are gonna be gone but from a business standpoint, we've got these other new shows and we're pretty sure the people that like those shows are going to like these shows too. So uh, it's just a question of creating good content and Netflix has shown they can do that and I think, I don't think they're going to lose subscribers over it. I think uh, we're all heartbroken about what happened, obviously. Yeah. Because I mean, I really, really love those shows. I've watched some of the seasons of some of those shows multiple times. Jessica Jones and the the first few seasons, the first two seasons of Daredevil, I've watched two or three times through...
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't binge anything mostly because I have two small kids and it's really hard to do. But uh, I watched the first ten hours of Jessica Jones in a day, and I've, <laughs> I I can't usually. I was just like, you know, my my son was little, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll change your diaper. Ah, it's all right. You know, <laughs> David Tennant's not that scary. You're, he was like six months old. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll have nightmares later, but it's fine. So uh, yeah, just how great these shows have been. Uh, you know that that's why it's disappointing. But here's another way to look at it. If they had made a series of Daredevil movies, how many would they have made? Three, four? All right. So you're talking maybe eight to ten hours. We have 39 hours of Daredevil already, and that's not counting the Defenders. You know, so you have an incredible amount. And, and as disappointing as it is, but it's just we have so much, and it and it. it it did get so much better, you know. I mean, I I liked season two, which you're saying you liked as well. Uh, people are kind of like, oh, I like season one and season three is great. And they just sort of skip. Like, no, season two was really good because yeah. they had the Punisher in it. And sort of you were talking about it being a top flight superhero show. I've said this multiple times on this show and elsewhere that there's a scene with uh with frank and 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 Daredevil in the cemetery in season two, and they're just talking to each other and I'm like no that's that's just great that's not great superhero writing that's like that's just great drama, great acting that's right. better than anything I had seen in years. It was so good and so compelling and he, I guess we can be excited and just hope that you know whatever else we get can be on that level, you know, and that the creators responsible for these shows. Are going to move on to something else, you know. I, I don't quite know
1: what, but yeah. uh, you know, I certainly will. Will follow. I'd offer them a job wherever I, if I was Marvel or DC. Yeah. I'd be offering these folks jobs now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah,
0: you know, any both of those uh, those companies have plenty in the in the in the hopper, as it were. Now we've talked about a lot of the reasons Netflix canceled the Marvel shows. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that was in there? I think we've got to all the key points, but is there anything else that you feel like we maybe skipped over? Over or didn't really focus on or it, it's it's so many different contributing factors yeah i
1: mean we can there, it's not in the article but obviously i think a, a really crucial point of all of this uh, to remember that explains what's happened but also why things are going to probably happen the way they do in, going forward with the disney plus service um now those shows on disney plus who's going to be running those kevin Feige's going to get oversight of that that's going to be handled now by kevin feige and the people that he picks and puts in charge of that rather than like these shows you know kevin feige didn't really have oversight of these shows it was marvel tv was making these shows and i don't want to you know i'm not into the soap opera and the drama no that's fine yeah but business of all that but just objectively speaking we have to be realistic and honest and note that with the shows with the televised shows kind of moving in that direction and heading toward a streaming service that's going to have content like (laughs) you know from the movies we're going to have the actors and the characters from the films on tv they're going to be putting so much effort and attention into that and what they can do will be so much bigger realistically than what is possible on network television or even maybe in a partnership with netflix so they're looking at doing something different now. And when you're putting your attention in that direction, uh, I think the situation between Marvel TV and Marvel films and how this is played out and how most of the live-action content is moving over there is just an inevitable evolution of, and it's the next stage for Disney. It's what was going to have to happen. They had to have their own streaming service, and that meant their content was going to inevitably move off of anyone else's. So uh, however it played out, eventually all the Marvel stuff and all the Disney stuff and all the Lucasfilm stuff and all the Pixar stuff was going to end up in Disney's hands and under the oversight and right. control of com- of Disney pro- companies and and leadership. It wasn't going to be out there somewhere else. So this was always going to happen. It was a natural progression, and it's natural for Netflix to be increasingly more interested in IP that they own and can exploit and use, you know, the way that any other company would instead of relying on other people's brands to come in and partner with them to do it. You know? That
2: makes sense. Do you do you think now, because they're going to be putting a lot into these shows, and like you said, they're going to be like the large screen actors on TV, Do you think it's going to have the same sort of quality as the movies? Obviously, it's not going to be quite as big. They might not have the same exact kind of budget. But there's just a certain quality that you expect when you go to the movies. It's a little bit different with TV. Do you think it's going to be more similar?
1: Well, movies. yeah, I do. I think you're right that uh, we go, just psychologically, you sit down and you don't even have to think it through, like, literally in your head, but you're conscious of the fact that you're watching a TV show, not a movie, so your brain makes the the instant adjustments of expectations. Yeah. But what you can do on TV now has gotten so good uh, that I think what we're going to see, they're, gonna, they're bringing the movie characters and actors into it. Well, we know from the Netflix shows that the writing—it's possible to create writing content and character-driven stories that are every bit as compelling as movies. So, because I would put uh, these Netflix shows, I would say that they're every bit as good and better than plenty of live-action superhero (laughs) movies that get released. You know, so uh, I think it's entirely possible if you have that quality of of creative teams, and then you bring in the people from the movie starring in it. I don't see any reason you can't have a TV show that's like a small one hour version of a movie.
0: Right, especially it's when exciting. you think about the modern day yeah. technology, yeah. you know, just go back you know 10 especially 15 20 years ago, you know, your TV was this square little, you know, in some cases like 19 inch little literally a box and it was not high definition, now it looks like the movies, you know, and it just, the the expectation, the standards are so much higher. And as you can see from the, the streaming shows, you know, I referenced Star Trek Discovery before. The budget on that was insane. They spent so much money on every episode, not just on the pilot. Yeah. A lot of times that's what, I, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a perfect example. I actually like the show, but they spent it's so good. much money on the yeah, pilot. Second episode, you're like, Wait, what happened? You know, where, where's all the bells and whistles? The car doesn't fly anymore. You know, just like so much changed. You know, and that that happens all the time. And I, uh, so I, I feel like you won't see any kind of level off. It's like we're going to spend a lot of money, especially because these are event series. These are limited series. Mm-hmm. These aren't like, man, we got to do five years right. of Loki. You know, uh, I, I can see them uh, being that same cinematic quality, uh, because if it's not. People definitely be like, "What am I paying for?" Like, if a different actor played Loki, you'd be like, well, "Why do I want to watch this guy be Loki?" Yeah, absolutely. You know? So not. they were smart right away. They're like, no. "Oh no, we're using all the real actors. Don't worry." Yeah, you, you don't know? want
1: Kmart Loki if you're paying a <laughs> month for a monthly thing, and like, we're gonna have a Loki TV series, right. or a cartoon this
2: guy? version. Even I would have been so disappointed.
1: Well, I mean, a cartoon version could be
0: cool, but I know what I'm you're sure saying. It could but be that's that's cool, not as as exciting. Uh, sort of to put a put a pin or put a button on the uh, the Netflix series. You know, when uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist were canceled, there was a an idea that was kind of prevalent on the internet, and we talked about it on the show. What about the idea of these characters turning up on, say, a Daughters of the Dragon or Heroes for Hire show? Those um, aren't shows yeah. that were sold to Netflix, but because they have these characters, is, is that the sort of a? Is, do you think that's a realistic expectation now, or is it just it's all tied up in the same thing, right?
1: Because I I feel like everyone's going to hate me if I yeah, answer well, no. bluntly and honestly. Is, <laughs> here I'll say, no, I here say I
0: would love no, those okay, shows, no. but I don't think they're going to happen for the yeah, same reasons yeah. that those. shows... I don't think it will,
1: yeah. and I I think it's important. There's a lot of I've never seen the contract, so I'm just I'm speaking sure. theoretically, but. Uh, when they when they make a deal with it, uh, some a company like Netflix to do some shows, and you've got creative teams and it's developed a certain way, and there's a degree of ownership that, that your uh, your partner in that that business deal will have over that content. That content's going to stay on Netflix, and Netflix will be allowed to continue to run it because they were part of making and paying for these shows. So for Disney to Take the people that were used and developed and created in those shows and then use them purely in their own Disney owned and operated, Netflix doesn't get any money out of it or anything manner would be difficult and would require a lot of, you know, you'd have a lot of deals to work out and a lot of contracts to sign and stuff and and it would probably mean some money would have to be paid toward Netflix and the people who created those characters originally as well as the people writing it now. So you're paying more than one creative team and more than one company to make something that you're going to be using and they're not doing anything for it. You know, just generally speaking, that's not a great... That's not necessarily a great business model. So I would expect that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you think about the the, the unions <laughs> yeah. involved in these things, like just, just the Writers Guild alone, you know, I mean, I... Uh, in a past life, I worked on Law & Order SVU and uh, Richard nice. Belzer's character, uh, John Munch, was re- uh, created by Paula Adonasio in the pilot for Homicide Life on the Street in 1993. And the reason why that's relevant is that he gets character payment for a character he created... Uh, you know, at that point, it it was already 15 years. And he still had to get paid every time he was in an episode. So these things go on forever, you know? These characters go on and on and on. So you know all of a sudden you're like well look at what we're doing we're paying all this money to people that didn't do anything which is great if you create a character but yeah. if you're like well, what are we doing like what, you know why are we doing this? why don't we do a different idea why don't we get something else we're we're disney we own marvel let's let's see what else there is you and know and there's yeah. so
2: much content and yeah. storylines that they can pull from that's it's almost never ending i feel like they could do it forever
1: yes
0: Uh, and speaking of the Disney Plus service uh, did you have a a thought on that I I didn't want to
1: no no that's right.
0: the Disney Plus service they did so it's a rumor but that Scarlet Witch series this is another topic entirely is that it is allegedly going to be a Vision and Scarlet Witch series, which personally I'm very excited about. I'm in because uh, when I was uh, when I was a young man reading comics, there was a <laughs> there was a great uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch miniseries. Yes, they, they have a baby. Well, they actually have twins. Uh, it gets retconned away because like a, like everything, it, it eventually you decide like oh, this great story didn't happen. But what I remember was a great story, and I always liked the two of them together. And when we saw them. In Infinity War, I'm like, oh, this is so great because obviously we're never going to get a Vision and Scarlet Witch movie. So I liked just those couple minutes. And then it's like, well, how about a miniseries? If that's true, I, I was excited to see what they were going to do with a Scarlet Witch miniseries. But if it's a Vision and Scarlet Witch miniseries, so you also have Paul Bettany on board. I, I mean, the potential for that series is... It it all of a sudden just... It goes in so many different directions. Mm -hmm. It's also going to be a lot more expensive. But uh, that's besides the point. So, uh, I don't know, Zia, does that have you more excited?
2: Yes, it has me more excited. My dream is... And I doubt this is going to happen. Actually, that's not true. It could happen. You never know now. Um, uh, Is watching... Seeing them do an iteration of House of M. Because I just... I just loved that that story so much. And that's, you know, kind of leading from Wanda having her babies taken away and yeah. she creates an anyway it's just very cool And seeing that on a small screen i think would be or a small screen yeah. i think would be really fun.
0: i know and just seeing how they're able to incorporate the the you know currently fox owned properties the yeah. the x
1: men and things like that i would like
2: love that. to see more of the x men
1: yeah what uh, House of M could be a good way to work in the x men yeah. yeah The that... scarlet witch Something happened on the show, and she decided to like change reality and create mm-hmm. it created. instead of doing it the reverse. Taking yeah. the no more mutants, and instead she does something, and that's the creation of mutant. But then you ruined the whole idea of like how's Wolverine been around for a hundred years or yeah. whatever. So right, yeah, yeah exactly. it's a mess. <laughs> it's they a mess. They can
2: figure it out.
1: They they're they're smart enough. They'll get yeah. it figured out. Yeah,
0: you know, for, and and because uh, obviously because you know you work with Forbes, there's the business standpoint uh, here. You know, getting that those fox properties which you know i, I, I just the the money making potential obviously disney oh, yeah. you know there's a lot of reasons yeah. to buy oh, fox yeah. <laughs> but that alone just to be like oh yeah well now we can have now we can have uh, x men and and my hope is that one day we'll actually get a good fantastic four movie because we haven't yet but <laughs> i just i love those characters so much one and i day. i'm just hopeful that we'll see it one day you know but oh, uh, yeah.
1: it'll happen now yeah. marvel will do it and they'll do it right I'm very happy that the Fantastic Four was the one that mattered the most to me to get back under Marvel. X-Men, Fox was doing a great job with X-Men. We had a whole Mm -hmm. iteration of it, and it's like, that's a whole superhero universe of its own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And it kind of solves the problem of, like, these superheroes get persecuted, but then, like, all the other superheroes aren't getting persecuted, which was always kind of a weird... Right. Aspect of that dynamic, so I was okay with that division. Fantastic Four needs to be in the MCU. Yeah, the X Men. I'm happy they're going to be there because we're going to get some like really. We're going to get the suits, the full. It's going to look like the X Men. You know, a movie with titled after the comics and everything. So I'm excited that it's going to happen, but I was very happy with what Fox did with it. So the Fantastic Four was absolutely, to me, the most important property.
0: Yeah, I I, uh, was always a little disappointed at the idea that Spider-Man was never going to be able to play nice with everyone. So once uh, Sony realized, like... Let's see what we can do to kind of you know uh, make these movies good. I don't know. Uh, I actually I actually liked uh, all the Spider-Man movies except for Spider-Man Three, uh, but uh, I like both of the Andrew Garfield movies. I did
1: too. So yeah. did I. I'll, <laughs> I'll die. I'll die on the hill for Spider-Man, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man Two. I've had so many debates with. Yeah. I don't. I don't to this day understand like why people look at that movie and don't like it. And I under yeah, it's got some flaws. Yeah. The Green Goblin elements at the end are flawed but most of it you've got electro modeled after the the protagonist in the classic iconic novel uh the invisible man yeah and that's with all of the racial implications retained for the character in amazing spider-man that's pretty spectacular no pun intended and garfield spider-man was terrific in it
0: and and i've i've always been a big mary jane fan but i just peter and gwen in those two movies i'm like oh they do not even have to do any superhero stuff i'll just i'll just kind of watch that i like great yeah chemistry. they were so good yes. together yeah that so uh yeah but uh so you know the fact that it's like they've already so they've got spidey back on board he can be in avengers movies as we've seen and just the idea that the fantastic four could be there and look it just it means so much more money so why wouldn't they want to do it right you know but uh, anyway uh we haven't checked it on the chat in a while what's uh what's happening in there are they are they still mad that we talked about titans for a minute and a half <laughs> no cuz i would be if i watched this show well you it's all right if there's it's uh
2: it's just a lot of talk actually there was a big com- uh conversation about um, agents of shield Everybody's saying you can't forget agents of shield agents no. of shield's great
1: yeah. it's it's great we I need this, uh, uh, go ahead I'm no sorry. no go ahead I did an article on ranking all of the like the the like fifty best superhero TV show live action of all time in order of you know best yeah and then like the worst ones and uh, yeah agents I, I got a lot of flack for ranking Agents of Shield as high as I did but how high was it, it? Uh, I don't remember right. exactly what its position was but it was it was pretty high on the list yeah so, I mean. There was a lot of good stuff out there, so
2: there is. I have to ask you about your opinion. This is just for me, and I apologize to everyone in advance. Um, how? What did you think of Cloak and Dagger? Uh,
1: I'm, I have not seen Cloak and Dagger yet. Oh, okay, I'm yeah. waiting and gonna binge Cloak and. I like to wait and usually I'll binge entire. I've got binging has ruined me on watching. <laughs> G- yeah, that's true. The good true. place is one of the only. I, I'll obsessively watch it week to week that, my, but that's, other than that for my wife and I that's that basically that the way. same
0: thing that yeah The Good Place is the one show that we keep up with it's also you know what after commercials are gone it's like 23 minutes or whatever so it's easy but yeah that's the one show we do that with yeah. but so the reason Zia asks it. is because Zia felt like I she was hate for this. she was too old for Cloak and Dagger I
2: really didn't like it I'm
0: really? I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm a good Just, Personally. I'm, what, 13 years older than you. Yeah. I loved it. I Because I like those characters. And I thought that they were so well cast.
3: Oh.
1: I like the show. and Is <laughs> it well done? Do you think that it's well done? Or is it just you don't think you can't no. relate to it?
2: I think it's a... I think that for me, it was they were trying way too hard to make it racy and make it...
1: Oh, that's it unfortunate.
2: It was on it was yeah, on free form and, and, and I, I just do, don't I, think that I that do was the agree right with arm. that
0: part of it that you know they definitely because it's on free form there oh. there's a line that you're not going to be able to cross.
2: Right. And they and they really tried though. They were like this is going to be daring and racy and we're going to try to make it artsy and to me it just didn't land and the soundtrack
0: is awful oh. but oh, that's really? because i hate music oh. that is from the 21st century i Mostly only so do look I. we open with Judas Priest for a reason look i only like music from the 20th century it's just me it's my own personal thing
1: arcade fire
0: uh, they're okay, you know, but yeah, it's like a lot of times, like I'll try and think of bands that uh, that I'm like, the coup. I'm like, I actually don't even know there, but it's like I'm like, oh, what about the White Stripes? And you're like, well, the White Stripes first album came in 1999. I'm like, all right, see, that proves my point. Um, but it makes a, it, it brings us to our final thing. And uh, Anthony, uh, we'll wrap up after we talk for a minute about. The uh the Runaway Season Two trailer. I I did send the link in the email. And that sort of ties back now, Zia, you have not yet watched the Runaway Season One. No. But I haven't. uh I have put it on your homework list. I know. Um the reason why I think you'll like that a little bit more is because it's Hulu. It's not racy racy, but you know, they swear and you know, it's 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 a little it it I don't know, it's like PG thirteen as opposed to okay. Cloak and Dagger's PG, you know. And um, I think it was really well done. They did an amazing job casting as many chil- you know, children. I don't know. They're probably all in their early 20s. But <laughs> these people who look like children. teenagers, they look, you know, and, and they were so good and they worked well together. Uh, I think they did a great job. So this trailer uh, was released uh, during the this past week. And uh, we'll talk a little bit uh, over it. Now, I'm the only one here because uh, you were telling me before, uh, Mark, that you also haven't seen the, uh, the Runaways series. Season one, right? Yes, yeah. yeah I have so season. it's fine. So, okay. but it's all right because that's the whole idea. It's, we'll watch season two now. Neither of you have seen season one. Maybe it'll make you think like, all right, I gotta watch that There's season. So one. So much stuff out. Yeah, there. yeah. and season, so two to, to gonna, yeah. season two is gonna season two is gonna be the Netflix style where it all comes out at once. What they did last season, oh, that's was that, great. They had okay, the first yeah. three come out, and then it was every week. Ah. Uh, so you had to kind of keep tabs on it, especially because I was doing the show. But. Uh, so I think when you get it all at once, and it's like, well, you can pitch season one and then go right into season two. Uh, so, uh, Anthony, let's uh, take a look at uh, the little bit that we, we have here. And it'll probably look really crazy because of some of the, uh, the, the weird elements of the show. Well, not that. That's kids running. It's called The Runaways. You probably know what's <laughs> going to happen. But, wait. What's in the shopping cart? Oh, my God. It's a dinosaur. Well, that doesn't even make sense.
1: <laughs> but it's a Jurassic
0: Park? Kind of, yeah.
2: Jurassic <laughs> Runaway.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, we're seeing sort of... A, it's a really interesting premise. I don't know how familiar you guys are even with the comics or the conceit of the whole idea. But there are these kids who have powers and various abilities or access to technology. And uh, they are uh, well; they're on the run from their their own parents, basically. So, uh, I think that it took a little while to set up this world that they're going to be in. You know, season one, it kind of was like getting really good, and then it stopped. So, this is the point in the story where you maybe would have hoped that they hit earlier in season one. So, I think that it's really at uh, it. Just I don't know. It, I I can't wait to see what they do with all of this because. Uh, you get and the you impression season one I liked season one yeah I
1: just, how do you compare it to the Netflix shows
0: uh, it, it's different because it's it definitely skews younger than those it's not as dark there are dark moments but it's a little bit lighter you know because it, it is it's, it's a dark world but it's still mostly kids you know, so is it
1: similar to the CW DC shows? Like I, I would say Flash it, I stuff? would say
0: it's uh, it's more mature than those. Okay. It would be a nice way to say okay. that, okay.
2: yeah. Because so, I actually really like both the Flash and um, Arrow. Arrow. Okay, could not get into Supergirl though. Uh,
1: I'm a big fan. Is... I, I love the Supergirl show, and it's just like <laughs> it's pure comic book. Like it's yeah. just it's all. I watched a lot of, of Supergirl the first come.
0: season and kind of fell off. but uh, So anyway, I think that if you like those shows, you very well would like uh, season one of The Runaways. And if you don't know that much about the characters, I think uh, it'll actually be a little bit more of a surprise. Like, knowing where it's going is still interesting, but if you're not that familiar with it, Zia, uh, I think uh, you will enjoy it. And so season two will drop in its entirety... On December 21st, so... I got
2: a little time.
0: But not much. Not much. And I'm sure in your head you're like, oh, but I got these, like, eight other things that I need I, to try and watch. The
2: Haunting of Hill House. Right. I still want to watch it. People keep asking really me about that. Day. I haven't
1: had time to watch no, it yet.
2: No, but I've there's, heard it's so good. It's there's pretty that,
1: spectacular. There's uh, that... It's, Really amazing. There's that like Orson Welles like movie that's movie. on
0: Netflix now that I want to see. That which even movie? there's this Orson Welles movie that uh, was supposed to come out. Like, well, he could never get the funding, and apparently there's a documentary about this. It. All on Netflix. Yeah. All these things that you I see? need to watch. You what did see? you say, uh, Anthony? <laughs> about was it You're Haunting right. at Hill House? They have so
3: much stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Flanagan. Uh, he's he's like coming up in the horror game. He did o- we 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 heard the origin of uh, of the evil, and also uh, yeah. uh, uh that mirror w- Oculus, which I thought was really cool too. Um, and also, before yeah. I wake, I believe so all
0: yeah. right and. And He's Anthony, if people want to hear yeah, more right. about about <laughs> uh, horror, where do they find? Uh, where can they find you talking about horror? Uh,
3: yes, we are on hiatus. Thank you for the plug. We are on oh. hiatus Whoops. right now. Okay. It's all good. No, perfect. Um, but yeah, horror movie news every Tuesday. But we'll be coming back January seventh, uh, I believe. Okay. Yes, and we'll be kicking off the new year with uh, Glass uh, the following oh, week. Sh- so it's coming out in January, which will be fun to talk about. But this is neither here nor there. No, but that's like, all right. For the plug, every Tuesdays on the horror, on popcorn talk network horror right. movie our, news our
0: sister network uh, popcorn talk yes, yes i know sir. you're very passionate about horror movies um, and uh, i I would love to have uh, time for uh, haunting of Hill House, but I haven't yet. Anyway, uh, well, we've we we've strayed a little bit from the Marvel universe as we talk here, but it's been <laughs> it's a it's been to. a great conversation. Uh, is there any final words from the chat, or they're just uh, having their own show in there, which is fine, by the they way? They are. They're yeah. talking
2: now. They're talking about the other Netflix shows. Uh, Ivan Soto really wants me to watch Travelers. I will try. I don't, um, I, oh, yeah.
1: not, I don't even know what that is. There's so many good shows. It's, yeah. There's and there's so many that it's hard. Like, even in the the ones that they recommend to me are always pretty spot-on, but then I go and I look at other stuff, and there's so much, and there's things that I find that I... Like, Ozark wasn't one of the ones they were initially recommending to me. And then when I saw Ozark, I was like, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's yeah. really good. And, uh, yeah. and And he should, by the way play Norman Osborn in the Spider-Man movies when they cast Norman Osborn, right? Oh, I mean, Jason Bateman? Yes, Bateman what would a good be... One. A, he would be perfect. He would be such yeah. a good yeah. one. I would love him in that role.
2: <laughs> I would never have even thought that until you said it.
0: Yeah. Because yeah, really yeah, if you're going to play the Norman Osborn part of it... It's, look, I, I think that... Uh, Willem Dafoe, uh, that was, that was a fun, you know, scenery chewing performance that I really enjoyed. But yeah. if you're going to sort of do a little bit more of a subtle, like not be Green Goblin right away, that actually could be uh, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, uh, we've, uh, we've gone long as we uh, often do, but, uh, thank you, uh, Anthony for letting us do so. Uh, Mark, we really appreciate you, uh, joining us. My pleasure. Uh, thank n- you. Know, now that we know you're willing to come to the Valley, we'll probably make you come back again. <laughs> uh, but, uh obviously you're so you're on Twitter at Mark Hughes Films uh, where else do people find you where are some other places uh, they can see you
1: obviously at Forbes you yes. can always read me uh, at Forbes and you can find me do, uh, as co-host of the Superhero News channel on YouTube with uh, Sean Gerber is the host of that show and uh, a lot of my writings on Quora and sometimes it's featured on Huffington Post and Slate and other places so so. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show. This is great.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's uh, it it's was always fun. Awesome.
1: Yeah, it's always fun to
0: have 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 anybody that's not just the two of us saying yeah. the same things every week. We
2: really do talk to each other a lot, and the problem is that our opinions are very similar on a lot yeah. of things.
1: I know we don't really we don't have anything to
0: disagree on. That's I'm, true.
1: I usually only in terms of fans, I love an opportunity to directly kind of interact with Marvel fans because. Uh I love Marvel but everyone thinks of me as a DC guy because I I love DC as well. Sure. I'm a huge Batman fan. Uh and so I grew up on comics from both companies. So I get, you know, I, I but the DC fans are the ones who most what I am most asked about and when I'm brought on to shows it's usually DC stuff. I don't get asked on the Marvel shows very much like this one so yeah. thank you for bringing me oh. on and giving me a chance to talk about it no we were, we huge, were huge, uh, huge happy to have Marvel you
0: fan. and uh, you know I'll, I'll I'll keep an eye on uh, what you're working on and uh, always uh, be like <laughs> come on back to the valley a Sunday at 10 o'clock uh, Zia where do people find you
2: oh you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land it's XIA underscore land and uh, as I was saying tomorrow is actually our final episode of the uh, Sabrina After Show I believe we're doing this at 9 (laughs) p.m.
0: And uh, Zia would not want me to promote this, but I'm going to. Anyway, oh, if you look back, know. you can find her on the Chip <laughs> Chipperson podcast from a few weeks ago. It was amazing. Actually, and promote I was, that. I was so happy to see you I on was, there. It was so much fun. Uh, it was awesome. With uh, Chip Chipperson, who, uh, if you don't know, <laughs> just go find it. Yeah, <laughs> he looks a lot like Jim Norton. Let's, let's put a, it that way. He's not, though. No, no, no. They're different guys, but he's different just, he guys. looks suspiciously like
2: yeah, it. Yeah, very uh,
0: And you can, of course, follow me. At Christian DMZ, Twitter, and Instagram. I have my own personal podcast, The Blackcast, B L A D T C A S T. And you can find me Tuesdays and Thursdays on the Dennis Miller option with Dennis Miller on podcast one. That is all we have for this week. Thank you to Anthony in the booth at TonyBTony underscore. We will see you next Sunday. But until then, Excelsior!